Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 6. Notice verse 40, he says, A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. The whole point is being a disciple of Jesus. Now, you're not going to be as good as Jesus. You never will be in this earth. You will never be as good in eternity. You'll never be as good as Jesus. But you're to train to become like him. And as a Christian, there should be a point where, yeah, I'm going to start out here, but in a year from now, I should be farther along, a little bit more like Jesus. And a year, five years from then, I should be a lot more like Jesus than I was when I started out. And as I train, as I condition myself, I become more and more like him. I was watching my boys this year. They started practices at 4 o'clock, which was kind of cool, and they were doing them here at the church. And so I would work till 5, and then a lot of times I'd get off at 5, and I'd get to go watch these boys play. And I'm watching them run, and um, they're running until some of them puked, you know. I mean, they were running so hard, and they were practicing so hard, and they were learning how to catch, and they were coming into themselves as a team, working on teamwork, doing all the things that they're supposed to do, and the coaches were too, because the, the head coach was the, is the first year as head coach, and so he's just really trying, and man, we went to those games, and those boys tried so hard, and they had so much enthusiasm, but we lost most of the games. We had kind of a losing season. But they kept practicing, and they kept trying, and they kept going, and they kept going. And we, I could tell, man, there's so much potential on this field. If I could just pull it together. And then the playoffs came. And man, did those boys, everything just all of a sudden clicked. And, and they, they were on the last, their last game of their playoff if they lost, or they get another one if they won. It was going for third place, the last trophy that you could get as a team. And they, they're out there, and they're fighting that first game, and I was there, and, and you know, it's just it's going, it's going, it's going. And, and then 22 seconds left on the clock. It's a tied game, and, and Cameron reaches back, and he throws the ball, and my son Josh is out there, and he catches the ball and runs into the end zone for a touchdown, and I lost my voice. Yeah! You know, I was just so proud, Dad. I'm like, ah! you know, and just those boys all played so well, you know, just so proud of all of them, how they did. You know, and, and just my boys, both of them just did great in that game, and the other kids too. I mean, just the team just was melded together. But then we came to the next game. We got to play another game for third place. We were just getting ready, and it was exciting. And the boys' training was being going to be tested. It was raining like crazy. And we were playing our arch rival, Calvary Chapel of Nampa. <laughs> they beat us three times this year. And, and it was going to be a tough game. And the boys were saying, we think that they're the best team in the league. Although they'd gotten beaten by some other teams, and so they weren't going to be for first and second. But they were sure they were getting third. And we went on that team, coming off that win, and our boys were on fire. And we stomped them. In Christian love, of course. <laughs> Christian love. 
but my boys caught touchdowns, and I was screaming more, and I promised myself at the beginning of that game, I'm not going to scream. I couldn't not scream, right? I mean, you guys who were there are like, yeah, it was an awesome game. It was so awesome to see our boys clutch that win, but it was the practice. It was practice. They weren't good at first. It took them a while to come into it. And the same thing for you, Christian. You're not in it at first. You're not there at first. You're failing. You're trying. You're struggling. But you come into yourself as you just draw close to the Lord and you just do the things that he says as you're sitting in your quiet time and you read that passage. Anybody ever been in their quiet time and they read a passage and you're like, I don't like that. Because God is telling you this is where you need to change. And so what do you do? Are you like the man who walks away and forgets what kind of man you were? Or do you look into the perfect law of liberty and change who you are and say, okay, God, I need to work on that in my life and then start to practice it. Practice, practice makes perfect. And it's through the practice of the things that God has put on our hearts as we walk this Christian life that we make progress and God perfects us. And there will become a day, there will come a day when you will be like him. Not on this earth. We'll be like him when we see him because we'll see him as he is, the Bible tells us. But until then, we want to be a light and a witness in this, in this world. In verse 41, he says, And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye and do not perceive the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Brother, let me remove the speck that is in your eye when you yourself do not see the plank that is in your own eye? Hypocrite. First remove the plank from your, your own eye and then you'll see clearly to remove the speck that is in your brother's eye. So, so Jesus gives us here a humorous illustration. You just imagine this. You know, a guy with a big, you know, a beam coming out of his eye. You know, look at that speck in your eye. And we know, you know, obviously this is a ridiculous illustration, but in the spiritual and in the emotional, this is a very true thing, isn't it? And I have hit people upside the head with the plank in my eye on multiple occasions throughout my life at my Christian walk. I've done that to people. And I have been hit upside the head by other people's plank coming out of their eye, trying to remove the speck out of my eye. And, and so we have to notice what Jesus says here, and I think it's so important to understand this. He doesn't say, check to see if you have a plank in your eye. He says, you do have a plank in your eye. Every single one of us has a plank in our eye. And, and so when it comes to the plank in our eye, we have to realize that we are at best flawed, imperfect, and we have to carefully, be careful with other people. Otherwise, we run roughshod over them. When you go through the pain of removing the plank from your own eye, repenting of your own sin, humbling yourself, seeking forgiveness from God and from others, then we see God's mercy and grace on us and it is easy to extend that grace to others. When we learn, when we learn to get a response from others than God, from others rather than God, then we tend to be self-righteous, angry, jealous, suspicious, fearful, and envious. But when we abide in Jesus, we bear the opposite. We bear good fruit, as He says in verse forty-three: "For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree that is known is known by its fruit." For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from bramble bushes. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. 
What does this good fruit, bad fruit mean? Well, in Jesus' other sermon where he said a lot of the same things in, in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 7, notice what he says in verse 15 through 16. He says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Wait a minute, that sounds a lot like judgmentalness, doesn't it? Sounds like a lot like judging, doesn't it? It is. It's judging fruit. It's inspecting fruit. When you see fruit coming out of somebody's life that is obviously sin, then you're to judge that fruit. With gentleness, of course, remember, you have a plank in your eye. So you have to remove that first, and then you have to work to help somebody else, help somebody else out. But we we got to make sure that we're looking at, at the situation and that we are, are assessing it based on, is this good fruit or bad fruit? But not holding them just because they don't believe in the same political party or, or the, they look different than I like or whatever. Not judge them in that way. But we do judge the things that come out of somebody's life. So... What, what is he talking about when it comes to fruit? What is fruit in the Christian life? Now, there's a law in Bible hermeneutics, and, and hermeneutics just means Bible interpretation. And that hermeneutical law is the law of expositional constancy, which means this will help you as you're going through your Bible to not make mistakes on interpretation. Whenever there is a simile or a metaphor or a hypocatastasis, Whenever you're casting something along, I know you're going to have to look that word up. I learned it from a professor. But it just basically means something that's used to, to talk about something else. Hypocatastasis isn't saying, like, he's like a dog. It's saying, that dog hurt me. You know, that's the hypocatastasis where he's, you know, he's like a dog. You know, that's a simile, right? And then a metaphor is, you know, different. Yeah, anyway, I don't have to explain all this. But the point is, is that whenever something's used in that way in Scripture, it always means that. Always. And so when you see, like, for instance, leaven. Leaven in Scripture represents what? Sin. Yeah, leaven always represents sin. So when a woman hides, the kingdom of God is like a woman who had a measure of meal, and she made it into dough, and she hid some leaven inside of it. It's talking about sin, and the sin spread through the whole thing. Well, we don't want the kingdom of God to be like that, but that's what it's saying. When the birds launch in the branches of the tree, of the mustard seed tree, Birds also represent evil, right? But Jesus already told us this when he told us the, the parable of the sower. He says the kingdom of God is like a sower who went out to sow his field. And as he sowed, he sowed some on the good ground, some on the rocky ground, some on the thorny ground, and some the enemy snatched away. The birds came and ate it. The kingdom of God is like that. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.